genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Rick Jimenez. Joining us again, Cassandra Fredrickson. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Today we are preparing to annihilate Minute 87, which begins with Gary talking about what isn't his, good, his idea of a good time and ends with Gary attempting to pull a pint as the bar begins to shake. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it's great. And, uh, and when Gary says specifically, like, that wasn't my idea of a good time, mm-hmm. it it felt like it had it directly made me think of what we were talking about just in the last episode. Right. About how that's like kind of that's what Gary believes is supposed to that that's kind of what he believes life is supposed to be. It sounds like. Yeah. That you're just always supposed to be happy and you're always supposed to be having a good time. And if that's not happening, then something is wrong, Mm -hmm. which is a very kind of, I think, juvenile thing to think. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of the theme of this minute Mm -hmm. is we really see just how Gary is still a child in even more ways than we thought. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because there's a a bit cut out of the script Mm -hmm. here where um, after he says, that is not my good, that, that is not my idea of a good time. Andy says, and this is, uh, and then it skips to the next bit, but in the script, Andy says, it can't all be a good time. Things have to be bad sometimes. Otherwise, you'll never know how good really feels. Um, mm. Which, I mean, definitely puts maybe too fine a point on it, uh, especially but- considering, you know, you were able to pick up on that without the line, right? I mean, you yeah. basically said what Andy said <laughs> without the line. Right. Um but but uh, but it does it does clarify that that's definitely the intention yeah. here. What do you think, Cass, about 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 that being cut? Um, I think it. I think the line that ended up in the movie is like the more succinct um, way of saying that. Like, how if you're drunk mm-hmm. all the time, how do you know what it feels like to be sober? You know, like that's, or whatever that's it true. Is. Yeah, like he end, yeah, he ends up saying it again, and like you said, more succinctly. Right. So it, it makes the cut. Yeah, for like how do you how do you know if, like if you how do you know that ah, whatever what, yeah, what's yeah, the line? Yeah. it it doesn't um uh yeah you'll you won't know uh things have to be bad sometimes or else you'll yeah. never know what good really feels like um but how yeah. you know you're drunk if you're never sober right whatever yeah yeah how yeah how how do you know if you're yeah how do you know if yeah, you're drunk yeah, if you're never sober way. um which which is which is great because what it does is it basically turns a line that just says what it is out yeah. loud um into uh like a like a metaphor allegory thing sure, sure which which i think actually works better it's like a little more poetic and a little yeah. more synced mm-hmm. up with the rest of the movie yeah here. um i like that a lot yeah it's really good i think it was a it was a good cut i think mm-hmm. um but it definitely does show you that that was absolutely their intention and then we we go on to gary talking about the promise of youth and, you know, what that lie feels like, I think, to a lot of people. 
Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's one of the parts of the movie that I think hit you. It, it kind of becomes more true the more you age with the movie. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, just the the fact that like you know, it was supposed to be like th- that that ending. You know, that's what they that's what they all everyone talks about at graduation, right? Mm. It's just like this is the end of the beginning but the start of everything else and you know there's so yeah. much you promise and he you know and he's glorious romantic optimism. future yeah. yeah yeah exactly um a great big beautiful tomorrow but uh <laughs> for some people that never comes yeah you yeah. know that never that never happens like sometimes that's or you that's yeah, it yeah and maybe maybe it's not their fault maybe you know in terms of gary i mean who knows right i mean yeah, I, I, like I don't want to yeah. i don't want to totally you know not blame him but depression is a hell of a thing and sometimes if that becomes all that you can focus on it's going to be really hard to do anything you know yes. let alone like ha- have any kind of optimism or or um you know try to start a career or quote unquote be an adult you know yeah i think when so many of us are 17 18 years old and we have so much promise and energy and we haven't very few of us have, you know, a lot of us haven't taken our knocks yet. Right. Or, you know, we're so, I think when we look around at our adult life, we're like, I don't know. I'm like, Oh wow. Like we really have to, we have to handle so much and bear so much when we're adults, so many different struggles and battles and stress mm-hmm. and like compromises mm-hmm. that you have to make and defeats. That it's no wonder that when you know you know you look at some people that are like you know our age or a little bit older they're already like so burdened with stuff yeah because they're like oh man it was seemed so easy when we were younger yeah 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 I mean I remember like for me right I I graduated high school and I was excited to go to college and was excited for that next chapter of my life watched all my friends go to college mm-hmm. and was told by both of my parents. We're not going to co-sign any loans. So tough shit. You're not going to college. I didn't go to college. So whatever. And so I didn't get to go to college. And I watched all of my friends go to college. I watched people younger than me go to college. I watched people younger than me graduate from college until I was 26. And then I could finally go to college. Because I could, I I could, I could co-sign my own loans, you right. know, um, at that point. Because you're not considered an adult until you're 25, and even then, you have to wait another year because um, you have to be an adult for a year, mm. like you know, be yeah, considered yeah. an adult for a year before um, you can like sign your own loans and shit. Um, so, like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, I I feel like there was seven years of my life that were a complete waste of time. Um, and I, you know, I did some things that I was proud of in the, in that time. I started podcasting. I, uh, created geek by night, you know, mm-hmm. um, a version of it anyway. And, um, you know, there's things that I, I, I look back fondly on in that period of my life, but at the same time, it just felt like I was treading water for seven years, mm-hmm. seven years yeah, after yeah. being so optimistic about my future at 18 at graduation and then like Gary, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, it sucks. It does. It, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it goes to, and it's interesting seeing Gary's 
worldview collide with Andy's worldview, which is like, because Andy has taken his own licks in life mm -hmm. that appear to be not entirely internal, some uh, a lot of external stuff. Mm -hmm. And, but, you know, his worldview is like, but you keep fighting through the times that are bad mm -hmm. and you come out of that struggle and then you get to a good period mm -hmm. and you savor that good period. And you're like, this wouldn't have happened without me fighting, without, right. without that bad stuff happening. Right. And then maybe you get hit with more bad stuff, which is kind of what Andy is now on the cusp of. Right. He's kind of seeing another hard time coming. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to fight my way through this. Just like I fought my way through physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Like I fought my way through sobriety every mm -hmm. single day. Let's do this. Bring it on. Yeah. Without him being in a dark spot, would he even be relating to Gary the way that he is right now? Yeah. Um, there's a line that that they could they trimmed out earlier when he says um, he says do do what did, what did he say he says like do you even think do you honestly believe I'd be here if I didn't have an empty house to go home to every night Wow they cut that out damn but wow. like he <laughs> says that because it's like yeah like everyone goes through shit yeah like everyone goes through shit. Mm -hmm. And like you, you, you get, you just push through it. You fight through it. You get to the other side of it and then you wait for the ne the next shoe to drop. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what life is like Thanos, <laughs> just like Thanos. <laughs> um, he, he looked out on a grateful universe <laughs> and he waited to get decapitated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. The other shoe, <laughs> the other Thor shaped shoe. Bring it on. <laughs> um, but, well, uh, that's that's yeah. why I like the the drunken sobriety line because coming from Andy, who clearly like made a point of being like, I am like sixteen years sober, like he is like definitely like personally relating to what Gary is going through. And I think he mm -hmm. feels guilty for not doing so earlier or not like realizing that like oh like he was going through it too you know yeah yeah, yeah. and it's why it's early on in the movie i think uh, and now that i'm thinking about it andy is expressing that through pride right you can tell they don't make too fine of a point on it but andy as a character seems to be very proud of his sobriety yes it's yes. something that he's earned yes. yes like and it's both a good thing and a bad thing i think about that scene where he's like i'm proud of the fact that i get to walk into a bar and order a cup of water because like that makes me more of a badass than you gary yeah idiot yeah and now i think that's coming back in a place of oh now i can i can connect with you and talk to you and maybe even 18 year old golden mile andy couldn't have been this kind of friend mm -hmm. but now 40 something andy can be there for you because of what i've been through yeah mm -hmm. which is kind of the kind of the beautiful thing about friendship is you can use your pain to help this person that you care about right and i think that the resentment that he has been harboring for gary comes mm -hmm. from the fact that they went down different paths that yeah. andy got sober and gary never did Mm -hmm. um, and I think I think that he holds some resentment with Gary that he didn't get sober mm -hmm. um, because I think it comes from a fundamental misunderstanding of the underlying causes mm -hmm. of of alcoholism. Right. Mm -hmm. Of like I you, you he can't just Gary can't just flip a switch and get sober with Andy like he has to want to. 
Yeah. Right. And in order for Andy to want to get sober, he had to be in a horrible car wreck mm-hmm. um, and, and go through physical therapy and as a result, come out the other side yeah. of that sober and, and stay sober. Every day be staring directly at the face of his consequences right. and feeling his consequences in his body. Right. And so that's not to say that what he went through was easy. It wasn't. But I think that because he went through it, he holds this resentment toward Gary for not also going through it. Yeah. And, and because he, he at the end of the day, he wants his friend. Mm-hmm. He wants his friend back. He's always wanted his friend back, I think. Yeah. But he yeah. was never willing to cross that threshold with him back to where Gary is because he wants Gary to meet him where he is yeah. rather than – I can't go back. Yeah, rather than go back. Exactly. I, I, I can't hop across that chasm. Right. Because uh, it's it means something different to him than it does for Steven or Peter or Oman. Yeah. You know. And I think like a lot of resentment that people harbor for others, um, personal oh, resentment, definitely. I think it's just like – you know, uh, a, a, a miscommunication of oh, like yeah. s- someone not fully understanding what the other person is going through mm-hmm. um, and only looking at the surface level. Sure. Of it, right? I mean, like nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a couple of friendships that remind me of, of Gary and Andy's friendship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I've gotten, I've been mad at those friends mm-hmm. and nine times, you know, so many times I've, I've addressed that anger and resentment because me thinking that person is being like an asshole or selfish or, you know, bad, it's really like, oh, that was because of fear and pain that they were feeling. Yeah. That I didn't understand or appreciate. Right. Back when I was just mad at them. Right. Right. And now that's kind of going forward. Instead of being mad at someone, trying to hopscotch over that. Right. And being like, well, I wonder maybe I can find where this person's coming from. Right. Why this person's doing something. Why, why this is happening. Right. Because the irony here is that Andy felt abandoned by Gary because he literally abandoned him, sure. right, right, at the car wreck. But this whole time, Gary has felt abandoned by Andy. Emo- emotionally abandoned. Uh, emotionally yeah. abandoned, yeah. And so they both have these abandonment issues with each other. And from Andy's perspective, he's like, I fought every day to learn how to walk again, mm. to like, you know, go through this intense physical therapy while also getting over alcoholism right Mm -hmm. and and you did nothing fuck you man (laughs) right from his perspective he's like i worked so hard and you did trash you did shit and the second he sees gary's arms right he realizes oh fuck i was not giving you the credit yeah he was fighting this battle that i had no idea right which is i think is so true of friends that are that that find out that people in their life have been going through struggles of depression or addiction, mm-hmm. silent battles. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh wow, holy shit, I had no idea. Right. Yeah. Well it's like it's anyway, like this in- is a good movie. <laughs> it's like <laughs> internal trauma versus like external trauma, right? Like he mm-hmm. he sure. went yeah. through a car wreck and then Gary's been going through like a mental car wreck for the past like what, like two decades or whatever. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah, and it's so it's why it's so important to like, you know, learn about mental health. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's 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 sometimes it's harder to draw those lines the way with you mm-hmm. can make with external trauma, external events. Yeah. And just to draw a comparison to something that has nothing to do with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 a similar sort of um mindset I think that you see pop up a lot with um people who are have like blue collar jobs and then people who work in entertainment or the arts sure where they're just like like where they're like fuck you you shouldn't get paid like that Mm -hmm. you know how how hard i work 
And it's just like because and then from the other perspective, it's like, well, yes, but I have a, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist and I, you know, have all of these things and what, you know, you don't know, like I, I go through emotional term, turmoil where you just work with your hands. And it's just like, both of these people are just like, you're both working hard. That's the point. <laughs> like you're both working hard in different ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. And can so, we, can we move past the resentment? Yeah. Can we move past the resentment? Exactly. Um, of like, look, I, I, I don't. I, I I don't have any disrespect for people who work their with their hands and build houses and you know work on plumbing. I have no fucking idea how to do any of that. <laughs> you know, no idea whatsoever. Yeah. But you know, they also probably don't know how to structure a script, nor would they probably care. Mm-hmm. But like that's kind of like the whole yeah, that's the whole thing, right? It's yeah. like people are different and they they're all going through different things. Um, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of I think ultimately what this movie's about is like there's not just differences in personality. It's also like differences in pain and trauma Mm -hmm. and the things that you're going through. Um, And then here come these, uh, the, the network to take that all away, take all that away. And how scary and enticing does that sound at the same time? Yeah. You know, like there was a really great point made and I can't remember the listener's name and I feel really bad about it, but it was on the Cornetto minute listeners pub, our Mm -hmm. Facebook group. And they pointed out, uh, how much you know it it points out in the movie later on how many members of the network were probably didn't put up much of a fight Mm -hmm. they were like oh cool yeah that sounds really chill not yeah (laughs) not feeling any pain or emotion right (laughs) yeah yeah that's true um and we'll have uh we'll have we'll get to talk about that a lot um later this week but Mm -hmm. but humans are special yeah (laughs) yeah we're special um anyway this is uh this is this is this is good. And it's interesting too that the movie refuses to let Gary actually win. The movie's like, no, he's not gonna get that last pint. Yeah. Like it's just not gonna happen. Um I like that the golden mile remains unfinished. Mm-hmm. Even though if beer had come out of that tap, he would have won. The oh, movie you know I, I think but, well, doesn't he have to drink it? Well, yeah. Okay. But but I'm saying I'm saying that like Andy wasn't going to stop it. Like it was over. The fight was over. Right. Right. Gary had won and he could have pulled a pint, hmm. but instead, you know, everything that happens happens and um we we he, he never gets to have that final pint. And so never finishes uh the golden mile. Doesn't get what he wants. Um mm-hmm. but gets what he needs. <laughs> like the Rolling Stones, <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as the Rolling Stones and uh, Dan Harmon have uh, both sure <laughs> pointed out. <laughs> hope hope that's what he was listening to when he f- drew the first story circle. Yeah, hopefully, uh, <laughs> probably not. Um, anyway, what else is there to say? We good? You guys, how did you? How did you huh? Go ahead. Please. Oh, have you have you guys talked about how Gary's wearing an Eye of Horus necklace? No, no. Please talk about it. Um, I mean, like it's I, I like Egyptian symbology, but it's it's just another like thing like pun on his name because it's like a symbol of protection and royal power, and like oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And like the like funeral like funeral amulets were made in this shape and it was like intended to protect the pharaoh or the king in in the afterlife so i think that's a really cool like symbol to just have on this person's name who's 
this person that's so cool that's we've literally awesome. never yeah yeah i don't think we yeah. ever called attention to it or noticed it because we didn't know any of that i just assumed it was like something to do with sisters of mercy to be totally honest i, I mean <laughs> maybe but like i like recognize it i'm like yeah. oh that's i'm gonna look this up real quick because i feel like it's significant in some way and it kind of it ties in that's great yeah. 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 That's really cool. And it's our favorite thing, character and storytelling through uh, costume design. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, we have a lot of favorite things, though. We have a lot of favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening today, everybody. Uh, go check out our um, original uh, audio scripted, series. Yeah, yeah, scripted narrative podcast, Geek by Night. All yeah. three of us have written and directed for it. Yeah. we're uh, we, The three of us are the executive producers of the show. Um, so you should go listen yeah. to it. Cass just wrote the shit out of some pages for, for an upcoming episode. Well, yeah, that's you. true. Um, I believe there that. are, they're so good. Um, I, I believe there are 28 episodes on the feed right now. Um, and, uh, when all is said and done, I think there's going to end up being about 40, I think. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, we are, we are, uh, writing scripts for the, for the final, uh, 10 episodes and, um, getting that ready right now but uh season one is all um it's being sort of like re-released in these smaller uh bite-size quibby size chunks um not no no no, no. it's like, they, like four or five quibbies yeah actually. they're like four or five quibbies long um <laughs> but uh so i misspoke when i called them quick bites um <laughs> but uh but they are they are more digestible than the hour-long episode yeah, like 24 minutes on average right like right. 30 um so check those out that is uh, geek by night um, I, I'm really proud of that show and, uh, I hope you guys, uh, check it out. If you haven't already, you can get it anywhere that you get your podcasts, uh, wherever you're listening to this, you could also be listening to geek by night. So check that out. Please. Enjoy our children. Yes. yes. And tomorrow we'll be back with minute 88. But for now, that's us